0: Well, this morning we're continuing in Ephesians chapter 4, so you can turn there. We are, uh, I'm going to read up to verse uh, 13, uh, from 1 to 13, uh, but today we'll just be looking briefly at verses 11 and 12. This is Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 13, the living word of God. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says... When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower, lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And Lord God, we praise you for your living word. We thank you that you've made us one. And so we pray that as one, we delight now in your word. And we love you, we praise you, and ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we saw the last time that I shared, that each one of us, to each one of us, grace was given. In other words, gra- uh, grace, gifts, were distributed by the Spirit to each of us, each of us here, according to the particular measure uh, determined by the Lord uh, to make us one in Him. We are gifted in order to show the unity of, of the body and to show that oneness through our acts of love to each other, our la- acts of service to each other by using these gifts. It's a display of his gifts to the world. And all gifts are given, as, we, as I read in verse 13, to come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So there's a purpose for those gifts. And he is using that in this church to bring us to unity and to a greater knowledge of the Son of God. Now, verse 11, it begins, this is a very long sentence or thought here, which are common in Ephesians, actually. It begins uh, and it ends in verse 16, basically. But it begins to mention some specific gifts in this case in verse 11, given to the church to equip the body for these works of uh, ministry that we're all called to do. We are all to offer our particular service and the use of these gifts to the Lord. We're to be living sacrifices. We're to give them to him and serve him that he might be honored and his church built up. And some of those gifts... are given and are needed by those who lead and by those who teach and serve in the name of the Lord. In verse 11, it says he himself, that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself, that is the ascended Lord seated at the right hand of the father. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And many commentaries, uh, that is translated as pastor teachers. To one person. Now, all of these gifts to the leaders of the church are to help equip the saints to serve by the teaching of the Word of God, which will then build up the body of Christ. We cannot grow without the Word of God being taught, without us seeking it, learning it, and applying it to our lives. The Word of God sanctifies us. Now, your elders have been called to help this flock of the Lord assembled here to learn to use your gifts to recognize them, to hear the word of God. And uh, using this, these gifts would happen first in this body, primarily in this body. It, it, you learn it in your own family. You learn it in this church family. And it's to equip you for the work of ministry. Now, the word equip means uh, to perfect. Uh, not that you will be perf- we will make you perfect, but it's to uh, head you in that direction and to help complete you and to point you to your service to King Jesus. Now, in many versions, this work of ministry is translated works of service, works of service. And we ask that you pray for us. Your elders ask that you pray for us, that we might effectively equip you for these works of service that you are called to do, and uh, that we would all continue to grow here in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And you all have some responsibility in helping each other, as you know. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up Love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. We are to, you are to exhort each other and to bless each other with the gifts that you've been given. Your elders have a a specific calling in this, stirring you up to love and good works. That is our desire. But you are also to be always doing, going about using your gifts in service in this body. I'm not sure if you've noticed lately or last year, maybe two, that this is a time of growth for this church in many ways, a couple of ways that I'll mention here. It's a time of growth. So I believe the gifts, those gifts that are being found here by the grace of God, and they are being used here by the grace of God. And so we are growing. We're able to grow. And also that other gifts are needed now for the building up of this church and for the growth of this particular body. So the Lord has brought others here who have gifts that are needed. Praise God for the growth of his church. And may this church be full of saints that are actively serving with their gifts. All those who are chosen and saved have a responsibility to serve for the growth of the local church and thus in the growth of the kingdom of God. Now, regarding elders again, the apostle Peter said to the elders, he gave specific uh, instructions. He said, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. And it's almost the exact words that Paul uses in Acts 20 when he's saying goodbye to the Ephesian elders. says basically the same thing. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. So shepherd the flock of God, which is among you in this way, he said, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted you, but being examples to the flock. And so we as, as your elders are to be examples of those to those, uh, of those who seek to know the word of God and obey the word of God. Now your elders have been called uh, to serve in this public office and uh, gifted uniquely, I believe, uh, your particular uh, or peculiar, I could say, well, maybe I better not use that word, uh, some may, may feel your elders are peculiar, but your particular elders have been gifted in a peculiar way, particular way, and gifted at this time for this church. Now we are servants; we are servants helping others to serve, basically. You want know, a quick definition of what that means, and to grow in the in the Lord together. And so pray, I ask again, pray that we would continue to do so willingly, as we do, eagerly as we do, and as a, as a good examples. And this help is primarily done as we teach the Word of God and as we encourage the body to uh, obedience to the Word of God. John Calvin said, The Lord could not exalt more highly the ministry of the Word than by attributing to it this effect. And by that, he meant the building up of the body of Christ. The Lord could not exalt more highly the ministry of the Word than by attributing to it this effect. That is the effect of preaching the Word of God. For what higher work, he said, can there be than to build up the church that it may reach its perfection? And then he went on, he said, this is pretty strong. He said, they therefore are insane who neglecting this means hope to be perfect in Christ. Meaning the means of the word of God and the means that is uh, applied here in in the church. He said, they're insane who do that. And then he went on and the proud who content themselves with the private reading of scripture and imagine that they do not need the ministry of the church. And those who think like that can not only can't serve with their gifts and know the joy of serving with their gifts as they are meant to to be, uh, but also cannot receive the blessings of the gifts of others in their lives. And brothers and sisters, we all need those gifts in each other's lives. That's how we grow. We grow together. And so the word is the source of this edification of the body of Christ. And the Lord has given men who are to bring the word of God, the whole council of God, to the assembly of the saints. And I'll close with this. This is from John MacArthur's commentary on Ephesians 4. And he said, the surest road to a church's spiritual stagnation, to, uh, to the pastor's burnout or both, is for the pastor to become so engulfed in activities and programs that he has too little time for prayer and the word. May that not be so here. And then he went on, and programs that succeed, in other words, I think what he meant was, you know, you get a lot of people or a lot of money or something on a big building, I'm not sure. But he said, and programs that succeed can be even more destructive than those that fail if they are done in the flesh and for human satisfaction rather than the Lord's glory. He said, it is a lack of the knowledge of God's word and obedience to it, not lack of programs and methods that destroy his people, that destroy his church. Look up Hosea 4, 6. And so when churches fail, he said, it is not because of weak programs, but because of weak teaching. Now this church, as you know, has never been program driven. And may it continue to be, and even more so be, by the grace of God, a word-centered church with people who love the word of God because they are filled with the spirit of God. Let's pray. Oh Lord, how good you are to us and how kind you are to give gifts to your church by your spirit to make us one in you, to enable us to be a part of building up and strengthening your people together in your church and to take dominion in your name and to worship you. And oh, that we here would be men and women and boys and girls who love your word with all that is within us and who obey it by your grace because we love you, our Lord and Savior. Lord, help us now to come rightly to your table in obedience to your word, to remember your sacrifice for us on the cross, your victory and your resurrection and your grace and the gifts that you have given to us. Lord, we offer ourselves to you. We offer our gifts to you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, amen.